You're about to listen to the Meet Mediocrity Podcast, Season 3, Episode 14. And let me just say on the front end, this is an incredibly meaningful and impactful episode where I interview Brian Kuehl, Chris Amplo, and Jennifer DiStefano. These three people have one thing in common, and they think, well, they may have other things in common, but the one thing they have in common and the subject of today's episode is Matthew Desi DiStefano, may he rest in peace, the founder of the Desi Strong Foundation. Ready to hear more? Let's get started. Mediocrity Podcast Season 3, Episode 14. You know, we all, all of us, either have lost people that are very special to us, or we will one day lose people who are very special to us. And each loss impacts us differently. So, if it's a celebrity who you admired, or if it's a relative, maybe a distant relative or a close relative, a friend, an acquaintance, a work colleague, any loss of a person impacts us. But there's usually one loss that either has occurred in your life or will occur in your life that is the most profound and sometimes life-changing loss. So for me, I've lost people. I've lost my grandparents and my in-laws and some distant relatives and not-so-distant relatives and some friends and family. But nothing impacted me like losing my sister two years ago. I think of her every day. And frankly, losing my sister has actually changed my outlook on life, how I view every day when I wake up, how I view the opportunity to do things I really want to do, to have an impact. I never felt the way that I feel today before losing my sister about two years ago. So that brings us to today's podcast with... Jennifer DiStefano, Chris Amplo, and Brian Kuehl. Jennifer, the widow of Matthew DiStefano, Chris and Brian, good friends of Matthew. Matthew DiStefano, Desi, to those of who know him and love him, um, lost his courageous battle to kidney cancer in January of 2020, so right before the start of COVID. And this is a man who is unfreaking believable. He was a force to be reckoned with when he was healthy. And, you know, he had an impact on people. He, you know, was inspirational. He was intense. He was motivational. He was successful. We'll get into all that in the conversation. But when he got sick, it's as if he got stronger. It's as if he had a bigger impact on people. 
And when he came up with the idea to form the Desi Strong Foundation, it, it just took on a life of its own. And now here we are, a year and a half after the passing of Desi, that year and a half was mostly consumed by COVID. And the foundation is still going incredibly strong. And the people that Desi came in touch with, the people that he impacted, frankly, are numerous. And, you know, the, the I talked about the impact my sister had on me. Matthew Desi Stefano had that impact on many, many, many people. So I don't want to steal any thunder from this great conversation that I had with three people on the same podcast. So without further delay, here's my conversation with the Desi Strong crew, Jennifer Stefano, Chris Amplo, and Brian Kuehl. So guys, thanks for being with me today. Thank you. Thank you for having us. I'm really excited. So first of all, this is only the second time that I've had a multi-guest podcast episode. Um, and frankly, the other one was with my children. So that one almost doesn't even count. <laughs> so um, before I get, before I get into the questioning, I think I need to um, have each of you introduce yourselves. This is um, three people from a very special organization that you know I learned about through my son who plays volleyball with a bunch of um, a bunch of kids whose uh, coach, um, as you heard in the intro, um, tragically passed away from cancer and um, formed a foundation called the Desi Strong Foundation. So before we get into Desi Strong in a little bit more detail, let me have the three of you introduce yourselves, and then we'll take it from there. Why don't we start with Brian? Sure. Uh, I'm, I'm Brian. I'm uh, on the board of directors at the Desi Strong Foundation. And uh, I'm the, the role I play there is uh, a lot of the marketing. So you know, I work on the website, the social posts, uh, videos, things like that. Uh, a lot of uh, graphics and creative for live events. Perfect. Good job, Brian. Um, I'm Chris <laughs> Tamplo. Um, I'm on the board as well. Um, I basically get involved with all the day-to-day -day operations, um, scheduling events and coming up with ideas and working with my staff in my office to help facilitate all, the, all of the minutiae from accounting to, um, you know, daily sales and, and, and distributing of t-shirts through uh, FedEx and, and, and things like that. Perfect. And Jen? Hi, I'm Jennifer DiStefano. I'm Desi's uh, Stefano's wife, and I just support everything that's going on. Uh, that's great. Well, I'm really excited to have you guys here, um, not just because you're great people, but it's also a great cause. Um, so let me introduce the listeners to Desi Strong. Um, Chris, why don't you give us an overview of the Desi Strong Foundation, and then we'll go back in time and get into its history. But why don't you tell us a little bit about it? So the Desi Strong Foundation, um, our main mission is to support um, people with or families and those that have been affected by cancer. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's a wide, wide mission statement. Um, we have touched the lives of many different people from people who are uh, suffering from cancer directly, who may be going to treatment, who may need to take a plane trip down to Texas or Florida, uh, who may need to, um, you know, go on a vacation with their family because they want to feel better about what they're doing. Um, we've paid medical bills. We've paid mortgage payments. We've helped people with their financial responsibilities. Um, we've given people groceries. 
the, the, the gamut runs very deep as to how we've helped people. Um, but ultimately, if there's someone who is either suffering from cancer or their family has been affected by it, we want to get involved. That's fantastic. Yeah. Go ahead, Brian. Yeah, one of uh, one of the sayings that we have, and this is this is something that Desi was very big on, uh, was uh, strong mind, strong body. And and when he was going through his battle, uh, he believed that um, having a, a strong mental outlook uh, was just as important as having a strong physical uh, um, uh, fight. Mm-hmm. And so so the the mission of the foundation came to be support to support both support both the, the fight itself, the, the cancer fight, and also to give folks going through this an opportunity to have a, a mental uh, break, to live life, to enjoy, to, to not think about your next doctor's visit or next treatment option or anything and, and, like and that. Whatever that might be. We right. just sent a family to Great Wolf Lodge, right? They want, you know, the, uh, the children, one of the children was suffering from cancer and, and parents weren't doing very well because they had to take off from work to, to help support the, the, uh, the daughter. And we got involved and we asked them what they wanted. They said, we would really like to take our kids to Great Wolf Lodge for a weekend. And that's how we help them. We sent yep. them, um, you know, send us how much it costs and we'll, we'll take care of the trip. And we sent them a bunch of apparel to wear and pay for some meals and they had a great weekend. Um, so, you know, it's not only just about medical bills and, and, the, and the direct effect of cancer. It's about, like Brian said, the mental and the mind the mind frame that you have, because that, that was really Matt's major focus was positive mind, a strong body. You know, if you watch some of the videos that you see on the website and some of the things that Matt did were amazing, but his mental, his mental capacity during the time that he was suffering from this disease is something that I don't think any of us will ever see again, any human being. It was just amazing. So this is like, this is more than just a podcast because as i was telling you guys um before we started uh taping this you know my sister passed away from cancer six months before matt did and i didn't know you guys and matt at the time but um what you're saying completely resonates with me on a personal level you know we sent my sister and her kids to disney world you know the the stress that the family was under um you know the impact it had far beyond just my sister um that's exactly what you're aimed to. You're you're aiming for families and, and and patients who are in distress going through going through this awful disease. And you're not limiting it to a type of cancer. Is that right? That's correct. Yep. Yeah. So this is like, we're not focused just on children or just on on adults. We're focused on. We just want to make sure that if you're suffering um, from cancer, we're we're there to help you. Whether it's whether it's um, something physical or if it's it's more of an emotional um aid we're there we're there for you so i love this before before i turn it over to jen i just wanted to get a high level overview of matt like so how does he i know i know so many people that knew matt and loved them so so where just for my listeners like give me a little background on matt I'm going to take this. Off. Jen, I think you're probably the best. Go ahead, Jen. Oh, <laughs> I mean, we all can right, all we so, can all tell stories about Matt. Well, Marie. I think I think, so we're gonna, Matt, I think we'll all have a chance to tell stories. You you start, Jen. So Matt was just always up for a good time. Always the life of the party. Always the best. Everyone loved him. People that don't even know him, I see all the time. They don't even know him, and they love him. Um, but he was a special ed teacher, a volleyball coach, coached basketball for 19 years. Um, his players, his um, students, 
loved him. Um, he was just always positive. He was very competitive. He, with his, you know, his volleyball boys, he just was, you know, they, he was, uh, you know, fun, but he always wanted to win. He was a very competitive mindset. So when he got diagnosed with cancer, his biggest thing was, this is a game. Like he's going to treat every treatment like a game and he's going to win this game. So that was his biggest, every treatment that we went to, he wanted to, you know, he's going to, he's going to win the battle. Or game days. Those On, were his game those days. Those were his right. game days. Wow. That's amazing. Now he, a special ed teacher, was that um, at high school kids or younger? It was high school. So he was, you know, he had 15, one kids, um, nine, nine, ninth and 10th grade. And he was the high school volleyball coach at Sachem high school in Long Island, right? Sachem North high school. Yes. So pretty decent volleyball program, I should say. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> I've had some success. <laughs> so, so, so uh, in terms of like championships and accolades while Matt coached them, what did they accomplish? A lot. Oh, yeah. There's probably too many to the list, but state championships, county championships, Long Island championships, Long Island championships endless long, long runs of undefeated seasons. They haven't, yeah. they haven't lost a game since 2014 in league games. So. See, that, that's my point. This isn't just a men's volleyball coach. This is kind of a legendary volleyball coach on Long Island, at least. And my son played volleyball on Long Island. So I completely relate to that. So he's a guy who had an impact on everyone. And he was amazingly successful at what he did. So um, tell me a little bit. Tell me a good story about um, Matt as a coach. Uh, there are, are, are many uh, uh, stories about him as a coach, but uh, uh, just one of the things that, that always sticks out in my mind, uh, and uh, he and my son had a, a pretty good connection, and uh, one of the early stories that he told was uh, what he learned from Desi right away as a, as a freshman uh, was how competitive he was, and and he learned a lot of leadership from him. So. In practice, he was as a freshman. My son was called up to play with that with the varsity team, and they were scrimmaging in practice. And he was on Desi's team, and Desi's fired up. He want he never wants to lose to anybody, so he's going real hard. And my son was very, you know, he was smaller at the time. He was not used to playing with those guys, and he was, you know, doing his best, but he was not doing, I guess, good enough. And <laughs> and he said he he knew that that Desi was. Uh, had maybe an issue with what he was doing on the court. And so, but he said the thing that impressed him was how he composed himself, gave him good advice, made him feel like, you know, he gave him the right direction to succeed without coming down on him, you know, in a, in a harsh way. And that's that moment stuck with him for a long time. Uh, and so he learned what it, you know, a, what a good leader does, you know, he doesn't trade off on his competitiveness, but he he gives his team what it needs to succeed, and that's a lesson that stayed with him. Now he's you know graduating college soon, and that that stayed with him the whole time. So can I tell a quick yeah, story, Chris? Yeah, when Matt Matt was a player, um, Matt and I met actually in, in on the volleyball court. We we I was in tenth grade, Matt was in ninth grade, and see so went to first, high school together. Awesome. Yes, my first introduction to him was he walked into the gym and he had this really awkward haircut and really big teeth and this big, big <laughs> smile. Uh, and 
you know, the coach said, this is, this is your setter. I said, this is the guy that I have to play volleyball with. And I was really like, why did I quit football? Uh, <laughs> and this is in the nineties when, when we were in high school and we went on a 76 game winning streak. We never lost a high school volleyball game when I was, when Matt was next to me, he and I were captains my senior year and we're playing in the County finals. And I was not the best volleyball player. I was probably the worst kid on the court. Um, but I worked the hardest and that's why I was able to play and I had a lot of fun and we went to game five and it was jump serving was not something anybody did back then. Now it's, you know, you have yeah, to do it. You right? have to do it. Nobody jump served. And Matt looks at me, he goes, I got this. And he got, I swear to God, he got behind the line and he's five jump serves in a row and closed the, f the, the fifth game out. And I was nervous as can be. And he had it and he just said, I got it. Don't worry about it. And that was Matt. And that's, you know, he was so fiercely competitive and such a, such a leader and such a person who wanted to take control. And on that, I never, ever forgot that. And then when he got sick, I, I really, I, I said, he's got this because that one moment in my life meant so much to the person I became and, and the person I think he became because it defined a lot of the things that he stood for. Tells you a lot really, about the person. Absolutely. It really did. I mean, he just, no fear. And he just got up there and he did it. You know, he practiced a jump serve in the gym probably a thousand times, but never did it in a game. And here you are, the county finals are on the line. And he's like, no problem. Jim's packed with people. And, you know, it was his stage. And that, that was him. That's awesome. Go ahead, Jen. So um, every year he had a, um, it was called a Coach D Award. So he would, you know, present it to one of his players. Didn't have to be the best team, best kid on the team. It was just a positive kid, a competitive kid, a kid that was communicating, that talks to the team. And each year, each every kid was so excited. Like who's going to get the coach D award. Like they were just like at the awards dinner, they were just, who's going to get it this year. So they were just. Because yeah. it, because it meant that much. I mean, if, it, if, if, and that, that gives you a little bit of insight into what Matt was all about. Like you'd rather, you'd rather get the coach D award than get the MVP yeah, award. <laughs> that, that tells you something. Um, so Matt, how old was Matt when he got diagnosed? He was 41 when he got diagnosed and he passed at 42. At 42. So um, obviously at the prime of his career, was he, was he coaching? Uh, he, was, he was still teaching and coaching at the time he got sick, right? He was coaching up until he stopped in September. He stopped yeah. in September. So he coached all the way through. Did. did, did um, so what was that like? I mean, the, the, it must have been, you know, really incredibly impactful on the kids, right? The kid. Yeah. So the, uh, yeah, the kids had a, you know, w you know, wearing his Desi strong shirts, wearing um, around the community when he saw like the kids and everyone supporting him, it just made him more competitive and more, you know, I'm going to bite, I'm going to beat this and I'm going to go through it. But the kids, the kids are amazing. I think the community too, when they saw him walking, you know, certain championship games on the Long Island championship game, he walked into the gym and the whole, the entire arena stands, you know, the, the gym stood up and just started applauding. It, it really gave all of us and the people that watched this happen a sense of comfort that, um, you know, he, and, and I, I'm sure he felt it and that's what motivated him to keep going. He was fighting for us, you know, and that's really what was really inspiring, you know, so the kids got energy from him and he got energy from the kids. Yeah, it was very mutual. That was November, what, 2019 when yep. he was yeah. at the Long Island Championship and then he went to States that year and he was not well, but he fought and he went and he 
wanted to be there and the kids saw him there. And I think it just gave them more motivation to just, just play for him. So whose idea was it to come up with Desi Strong? Was it his? Of course. so so tell tell me how that transpired like like what did he one day just come in and say jen is what i'm doing like tell me what happened 100 percent. he was like i want to start a foundation i want to help others i can't i'm i don't want to help myself i want to be you know spread it out and he wanted to start this foundation he said i'm going to pick people to run it and i want to go down with a legacy and this is going to be my legacy that I want to just help everyone else. So how did it, yeah, go ahead, Brian. I, I, I was going to say, I, I remember when, uh, when I first talked to him about it, um, he, he was saying how it was, it, it was, it was so touching to him that so many people, when, when they found out that he was diagnosed with, uh, with kidney cancer, how many people came out and were offering help. And, and it really meant a lot to him, but he felt like he didn't want it. He didn't want the help. And, and so what he did in, in, in true uh, fashion was he took that, that help, that spirit of wanting to help people and turned it on to others. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's what, that's something meant that meant something to him to help other people who may not have the outpouring of support that he had. And he wanted to give that to other people. He was so grateful for like, the amount of, we were so grateful for the amount of support and the amount of the community and beyond the community, like the whole Long Island was just, everyone knew him and we had so much support. And he just said, what if, I, what if this wasn't me and someone else is fighting this battle and they're by themselves and they don't have the support to keep themselves going. So he just wanted to help someone else in the situation. To go to, we, we the our first event was a, was a golf outing um, <laughs> that we put together. Um, uh, some of us are involved with several charities and this golf outing was like nothing we've ever seen before. I think there were seven or 800 people at the dinner. Yeah, it was, be- um, it was beyond, beyond standing room. I mean, it just, come you on. Oh, uh, you really? could not. Yeah. We had TVs outside the, the venue. So people who couldn't physically get into the room could, could be a part of it and watch and listen to what was going on. I go so, to, I go to golf outings with like New York Mets and New York Islanders oh. and, they don't get seven, eight hundred people. I'm sorry to say. <laughs> we, I mean, we, we listen. We sold our gala out in, in three three days. Eight hundred and forty tickets. Um, you know, when we do something, or when Matt did something, it, it it has a powerful. You know, it's very impactful. Uh, at the golf outing, with all the money we raised, Matt was very clear. That's not for me. That's that's for others. This money is to help others. This is my legacy, and we are going to continue to fight but we're going to fight for everybody else. And I will fight for myself. He was very selfless. And, and, um, and that really was just something that I don't think anyone could comprehend. Yeah. When, when, uh, when we did the uh, Islander game last year and uh, Chris, you might know the number better than I do, but um, you know, when the, the Islanders will do uh, foundation nights with a help, you know, charities yep. and uh, the money that, that we raised for them through their, I think it was their 50, 50 was correct me if I'm wrong, but, greater than yeah, so any they, they do 15 charities a year and in five years total uh they did not all those charities combined did not equal the amount of money that we raised in one night well i'll have you know that i'm a new york islander season ticket holder <laughs> and my son was with the desi strong kids that night and i got a text from my son you know turn around because the 
the Desi Shuan crew is probably 30 rows above me because I've got great seats. And and then I could not believe how many of those light blue Desi Strong shirts there were. And I can tell you, I contributed to that 50-50 raffle. <laughs> well, thank you very much, man. But, uh, <laughs> but you, didn't give it, you didn't win. You didn't give it back. <laughs> I, I didn't win. And it's funny because I thought that you, you, sh- you should give it back. That's funny that that, that happened. But um, it was a great, that was a great night. And it was, um, it was really a great night. And um, so was, tell me a little bit, I want to understand. So, so. Matt came home. He said, I'm doing a foundation. There's this outpouring of love. Um, there's outpouring of support. I want to pay that forward. I want to pay it forward while I'm alive. And I want to pay forward, pay it forward going forward. Right. He did so, a golf outing. What else happened between, between so, then and when, when he ultimately passed away? Yeah. So, Every I mean, game. Matt, Matt chose a group of individuals that really rallied around him, right? All the guys and, and people on the board, um, just, we went all in last year and we're still all in, uh, we pretty much put our lives on hold, um, to help build this foundation and spread the message and support him. And we, I mean, literally every single day from the golf outing until after the Islander game, really until COVID hit, we were doing something. Um, <laughs> so the golf outing was in August and then the, the volleyball season started. So they had every single game throughout Long Island had a Desi Strong game in the fall, whether it was volleyball, whether it was field hockey, whether it was soccer, whether it was every team kind of jumped onto the, you know. So we would sell T-shirts to the teams. But not only that, we would send ourselves or other volunteers, Matt's family, um, whomever was available to different venues, different schools throughout Long Island with our tents and tables full of T-shirts and sweatshirts and hats and whatever else we can sell. And we would sell those in the hallways, on the fields, um, just to promote who we were and talk about the foundation and talk about Matt's message. And that was, I'm not kidding, a daily event. And it was, you know, we would, originally the the, the T-shirts were in boxes in Matt and Jen's garage. And then when Matt got a little bit too sick. We took them over to my office and we kept them in my basement um, to help manage it a little bit better. And it was every day loading up vans and cars and trucks and just trying to figure out who can be here. We, and we'd have three or four events at a time and just really trying to find any way where we can get out into the public to just tell people who we are and what we're doing and, and try to raise money to spread awareness and, and spread Matt's message. And it's really of, a grassroots effort. Yeah. Really the best way to describe it. Yeah. One of the yeah. most uh, amazing things that, that, that uh, I witnessed happen uh, after the, the initial golf outing where, where this all launched was uh, Matt did a speaking tour, basically. Uh, he put a presentation together and he went around to colleges and high schools and spoke about um, what it means to be Desi Strong. Uh, and and he covered things like the strong mind, strong body concept, and and something that you'll see if you see Desi Strong somewhere, you usually don't, you know, usually not far behind is uh, is we get to, uh, and and he explained what the we get to mindset is, and uh, he spoke at Hofstra University, he spoke in their athletic department, uh, we went down to uh, UNC, which was his, that's his school, he's been a UNC basketball fan. Uh, he bleeds Carolina blue, you know, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and he went down there and gave a, a great speech to the uh, men's and women's lacrosse team. And, um, and to this day, 
that those teams carry out his messages uh, in the, the girls' stadium leading out to the field. Uh, there's a mural on the wall uh, for the tunnel leading out to the field where it says, we get to on it. Um, so they, he really had an impact on them. And he spoke at Duke University to the, the women's volleyball team. A car- uh, wait, wait, a Tar Heel spoke to Duke University? He must have had a powerful message. In the same, <laughs> in the same weekend. And it was the, the, the day before the day after. <laughs> yeah, it was. I think Brian and Rick had to drag him into the, into the place, but, yeah. uh, but he did it. He did it. <laughs> The, you so, know, this is this is amazing. Sorry, go ahead. What were you going to say? Just the we get to message is really something that was very, very powerful. It still is very powerful for us and, and was so powerful for Matt because, you know. He, he got up he, at 445 every day and worked out and because he got to do that. So he, every day he's like, we get to go to work. We get to work out. And his 445 message is when he found out that he had cancer at 445 p.m. So that was a very special time for him. So 4.45 p.m., 4.45 a.m., he made it a we get to what we get to do each day. Yeah. And, you know, he, I, I had the, uh, the good fortune of, of uh, taking video of a lot of his speeches. So I think I could probably recite it by now from memory. <laughs> but, I, you know, the thing that always struck with people was how, uh, how every day is a great day. And, and we use that in a lot of our messaging. Uh, today is a great day. Every day is a great day. And the reason for that is because uh, every moment is so precious that it could be gone at any time. And so uh, even the bad days are good days um, because you're here and you get to do things that not everybody can do. So, some people, unfortunately, have had things taken from them through disease uh, or some other uh, you know, unfortunate incident and things like that. So every day that you're here, you get to. And so you never have to do anything. Um, you get to do things. And, and that message really struck a chord with so many people. It's, Especially the athletes, because, yeah. you know, he would say to them in these speeches, he would say, you don't want to work hard at practice today? That's, that's your choice. You don't, you don't have to. You get to. So the next person is going to work harder than you. He would tell a story about when he was playing high school basketball and one of the kids um, who was a starting point guard or whatever position Matt played was not able to play that week. And Matt took over uh, his position on, on, on the practice squad and then became the starting point guard because he got the opportunity to be there and he took advantage of it. So it's just, it's, it doesn't need to be in athletics. It can be in your everyday life. You know, people wake up on a Monday morning because they had a, a long weekend. They don't want to go to work. Well, you have the opportunity to get to, to go to work. You get to go to work. So, you know, get up and, and go and, and make the best out of the day. And that's, that was the message that Matt said to so many people. and. My, my daughter plays soccer in one of the soccer clubs he spoke to, and all of her teammates still speak of the message he said to them. Um, it's just amazing how inspiring it was. The thing that's amazing is, you know, some people, sadly enough, ha- get life perspective very young. Some people don't get life perspective ever, right? What, what Desi did was he helped so many people gain perspective. Perspective meaning, you know, when you know before you have that moment in your life when you gain that I use the word perspective. People could say life is short, like don't sweat it or life is short, like grab the moment and it's cliché. But if you've had that perspective, it means a whole different thing, right? Um 
And, and, you know, I don't talk about this. I mean, I'm talking about it on this podcast in front of all these people. I don't really talk about it, but for me, it was my sister. So like, holy crap. Like I thought we were going to be very old together. Like we were very close. And ever since going through that, like I, I use the word like life is short. Don't sweat it. And it really, really means something. Right. The thing that he did that's so amazing is he just took that awful news and he decided to spread that perspective on hundreds and thousands of people. And that's a huge blessing. If you can have that perspective on life, you're going to live a much fuller life. It sounds to me that's exactly what he set out to accomplish. It sounds like he accomplished a lot of that before he passed away. You know, you know, Mitch, it's it's so true in that the thing that I've always marveled about it is he made a choice. Okay, some people they 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 get rained on and it ruins their day. That's um, right. And and he had the worst news that anybody could ever get. And, and, you know, Jen could attest he, he had dark moments, any human would. Of course. But, but the thing that I always marveled at is he made a decision that he wasn't going to let that uh, rule his life. And, and he made a choice to say, I'm going to get up and, and I'm going to approach every day that it's a great day because I get to work out. I get to kiss my wife. I get to hug my kids. And so every day is a great day. And, and to this day, you know, my wife and I, when, you know, things aren't going good and, you know, things maybe didn't work out for certain things the way we wanted to, and we're a little upset, she'll just look at me and say, Hey, Hey, look, we get to. And, and it instantly puts me in that mind. Like, you're right. It, it ain't that bad. <laughs> I'll never forget this. I didn't want to tell a quick story about Matt. When I was, I used to, I tried to work out with him in the morning when he was, when he was sick, I'd go to the gym with him and he had. Right after they went to Disney World last year. Oh, well, we went to Disney. We went to Disney World, and Matt had a couple of pieces of pizza, right? He, he went off his diet because he was trying to eat very healthy. And um, he, went to, he went to the hospital afterwards um, for a test. And the news wasn't great. It was, it was not terrible, but it wasn't great. And he came into the, you know, called me the night before and told me what happened. And I was up the whole night crying. I get to the gym at 5 o'clock in the morning. My eyes are all red. And he looks at me and goes, what the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> So what's wrong with me? I, I'm. What, what do you mean? I mean, you're the one who's sick, and you know you got terrible news yesterday. He goes, so what? It just means I have to work harder. He goes, I get to work harder today. That's it. He said, I can't eat the pizza. I have to work harder in the gym. He goes, shut the fuck up and get off my, <laughs> get off my treadmill. If you're going to act like this, you're not allowed to cry in front of me. So let's get back to work. And that was Matt. It was just that. That was him. Till the last day. Yep. Really? Positive, positive, 100%. positive. He was at that Islander game. He was the sickest he did, but he did his victory lap and he went around that place to just say hello and he wanted to see everyone there, but he was Till not the well. The last day. We yep. were at Sloan that, that whole day before that Islander game and he needed to go and he was, he's amazing. That's, that, that is what makes Desi Strong, incredibly, incredibly powerful. It's not about some guy who died, unfortunately, young of cancer, and we did fundraisers. It's far deeper than that. It's a far bigger message. You know, to appreciate life. You know, we 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 all get to live today. Like we, that's yeah. like a big deal. 
the foundation itself is set up to help those with cancer and affected by cancer in some way, but it's more than that. It's also to keep that message out there. So whether you're sick or not, these are important things that people need to remember, you know, is like you said earlier, it's the perspective. It, it's not that bad. It never is because every day you get, you get to be here and you get to do something. So let's talk about, um, you know, we, we had a, so by the way, just to make sure I have the timing straight. So, so he passed away right before COVID started. Yeah. Correct. Yes. Okay. So I have the timing, right? Yeah. You know what? This has been a shit show. <laughs> One thing after another. Holy crap. Well, I, was in, I was in the ICU with him with masks on and all geared up at Sloan. And I said, this is, this is crazy. And now this is the life we were living. I don't know how it would have, his timing of life is just his Desi way. Like he, he made it go the right way. He, uh, if he was here during that time, this time. He made, was, he made a very graceful and grand departure. No doubt about it. Yeah. Um, he was, yeah him and Kobe. Him and Kobe. That's right. So let's talk about, um, so COVID may have slowed down um, some of the fundraising events and whatnot, um, but I want to get a sense of what are you guys doing now and what can we look forward to going forward from Desi Strong? And 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 thirdly, how, how can the listeners support it? So uh, I'll speak ahead, to that sure. a little yeah. bit. Um, so listen, we've tried to get as creative as possible, right? With COVID, we're a grassroots um, marketing campaign. We're at, we're in your face. We're out there in the public where there's a crowd. That's where we want to be. And there's been no crowds. So right. that's a problem, right? So yes. that's, that's something we've had to try to overcome because we, we have a lot of commitments that we want to make to ourselves as a foundation to Matt's legacy, uh, and to the people that we want to help. So we've tried to get as creative as possible. We've done things recently. We had uh, a beer, um, we hooked up with a brewery, local brewery, and we had a, a beer made, named after um, uh, the foundation that we released on the anniversary of Matt's passing. Uh, we raised over twenty-two thousand dollars, I believe, from wow. from that from that one day event uh, and the shirts and all the other stuff that we sold. In addition to the beer, that was um, that was consumed. pretty successful. Yeah, that was consumed and 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 celebrated in in, yep. a, in a way. Um, and we've. You know, uh, selling the T-shirts and the, and, the, and the apparel online, um, we've we've done a tremendous job marketing that. Uh, we have a, a full-time person who works in the office who basically just does that. She takes all the orders in, and she's done, she's doing shipping every day, five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty pieces of apparel every day. So that's a big, a big thing for us. So if people want to support us, that's probably the best way. Okay, uh, for a number of reasons, right? So that we we make revenue off of the sale of the shirt or the or the sweatpants or the hoodie uh, that the kids wear or the winter hat. Um, but we also get to brand our name, and people get to see us out in the communities, and they ask about us, and then they go on our website and they hear the story and they see what we do, and um, and then they call us or they send us a message or they ask for help, and we're able to you know support other people. So we're Apparel is probably the biggest thing that we do um, okay. right now. We do have a couple of major events coming up. We're doing a golf outing, um, corporate golf outing on May 24th at a very, very nice country club on Long Island, mm -hmm. uh, Glen Oaks, which is one of the nicest yeah. courses in the country. Um, we are also doing another golf outing in August, um, which will be open to the masses, uh, which is hopefully going to be at Bethpage State Park. We have at least two or three courses there. And um, 
that will be a nice big event. Hopefully COVID allows us to have several hundred people in, in, uh, in our dinner and, and, and celebrate. Um, our gala, which we postponed from last year on April 3rd, right after COVID hit, will happen. We don't know if it's going to happen in 2020. Uh, we're hoping it does. No, it won't happen in 2020 because it's 2021 already. But we're hoping. <laughs> sorry, uh, we're hoping it happens towards the end of the year of, yep. of whatever year we're in. Um, <laughs> and, 2020 and just was a skip. Just think like 2020. <laughs> um, and then the, another big part of our marketing is 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 really the, the local sports teams, whether it's high school, junior high school, middle school, the PAL leagues, the the. Um, Local soccer clubs, you know, we, we have a program which Brian can speak a little bit about because he kind of spearheads this, uh, which is the, the Desi Teams campaign. So I'll let yeah, Brian take that. Tell me about that. Yeah, sure. It's, it's called the uh, Play Desi Strong uh, program. And uh, right now, uh, because we just launched it, it just consists of teams that want to participate in it uh, can um, uh, register you know, through our website and um, they get um, play Desi Strong shirts that they can wear during their warm-ups uh, and, um, and do a fundraiser. Uh, it could be whatever fundraiser, however they want to do it, sell cookies, um, sell ribbons, whatever it is, um, uh, they can sell it. Uh, and, uh, and they have to talk about the mission because for us, that's the big thing. That's it, right. It, it's a powerful message and it's something people, especially you know, young people, people should learn at a young age because yep. those lessons will stay with them uh, and, and will carry through at times when, you know, obviously, you know, everybody goes through bad times and um, that's a good way to prepare them for it. A hundred percent. Being an athlete, Matt wanted to affect athletes, yeah. you know, obviously as much as he could. Uh, and, and really the youth sports, they've, the kids have gravitated towards the message and obviously the high school sports because they knew Matt and they understand the message a little bit more because they're a little bit more mature, but it's it's really it's a message that I think speaks to all of the all of the ages, even adults who are in the business world who never played a sport in their lives. They can use this message. And, in in uh, fact, we ha- I have a children's book. <laughs> uh, really? So Desi had worked on this with um, uh, Dana. Coach Dana Cavalea. Yeah, uh, uh, he's a, a former. Uh, I think he was a strength Yankee and conditioning yeah, coach Yankees. for the Yankees. And uh, and now he he's got a book out and uh, he writes a children's book series. Uh, and he, him and, and Desi worked on a book, uh, Disco Desi Inspires the World. And it kind of teaches kids like, hey, sometimes you get sick, you know, and, and, and how you handle it and how, how, you, you know, how, how you approach it and how they approach him. Uh, and that book is also out there for sale, too. It's, it's $25 on our website. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, one, it's one thing to call it inspirational. I really, I really like this more. more, more um, gaining perspective on life because I think you teach teaching that lesson to youngsters is, is the, probably the most valuable thing you could possibly do. So I like the fact that it's not just about fundraising. It's about spreading the message. Yes. So can, can we, I'd like to talk about something that we're doing as a foundation that kind of speaks to what you just said. And yeah, it may not be the time to bring it up, but I'm going to do it anyway, because that's kind of what I do. So, um, so we've made a commitment to a local hospital. Um, we are going to um, donate a large sum of money over the next five years, and they are going to name the infusion suite at Huntington Hospital on Long Island after the Desi Strong Foundation. Uh, and that's going to be a lifelong um, 
naming, whether it's from right now it's five seats and it's hopefully going to grow into 20 or 30 seats in the next five or 10 years. Uh, but we will have the Desi Strong Infusion Suite um, at Huntington Hospital. And the reason we chose Huntington Hospital is um, similar to what you just said. We, we spoke to a few hospitals in the area and we said, we don't want to just give money to have our name on the wall because that right. doesn't mean anything to us. We want to get involved with the staff. We want to get involved with the patients. We want to be a part of the community that comes into this infusion suite. Matt's whole idea when he first got sick and we started this foundation was he wanted to build a wellness center. Matt would go to salt therapy every day. He would go and get, you know, do his pH, pH, fountain, pH water. fountain water. He would go work out and all these things that he had the resources to do. He wanted to bring under one roof and build a building to house all of that. And we made a decision as a foundation that we don't want to be, we can't be a brick and mortar type of structure. We're not going to go buy a house and put all of that into one building. It's just too much for us to manage. We'd rather put our efforts into other, other areas. And, and, it, and it has, and it has kind of a limited reach. It does. Right. So we, we decided um, to partner with a, with a hospital and set up a similar type of atmosphere and the infusion suite allows us to do that. And the people at Huntington hospital and Northwell health are allowing us the foundation and our volunteers and whomever wants to get involved to get involved with the nursing staff, who, by the way, they've been in that infusion suite for 15 or 20 years. They're the same nurses over and over again. And to understand who the patients are and to help them and inspire them to maybe go to salt therapy and other things that Matt was doing. Maybe there's not a salt therapy suite in the, in the hospital, but here's a company we've worked with and Matt knew or, knew or we know and we've vetted out and we can help you um, have a better, you know, positive mind and strong body. So um, we're very, very, very excited about that as, as a group. Um, and it's something that we, we think speaks to his legacy um, and, and to the, you know, to the mindset that, that he tried to create. Yeah. This was a very big thing. This was like his long-term vision was these wellness centers, the idea of a wellness center, because it meant a lot to him when he was going through it. And he, he wanted to put it in our garage. <laughs> he wanted salt <laughs> therapy, spa, wellness, everything. Yeah. I mean, it meant that much. Water, we got water, you know, in our house. Yeah. It did mean a lot to him. So, so the, the partnership, it's not the full realized vision yet, but, but it, we feel it's a, it's a big huge. step into something that we know would have meant a lot to him. Uh, yeah, no, he, this is, this is the type of decision that he would have been way, way behind. This is, this is, he would have loved this. And, and he, and he would have been the mayor of that room. Yep. <laughs> yep. He loved his nurses, his doctors. He was the mayor of. Sloan. Well, there's, there's going to be a 3d statue of him in the corner. So he will, <laughs> he will be the mayor. <laughs> um, Guys, this has been great. Before I let, I'm going to give each of you a chance to uh, wrap up with a parting thought. But before I do, I just want to say, like, people, people have impacts on people in different ways. And, you know, I don't, I didn't know Matt. I mean, I did meet him once, but it, it sounds like he had a bigger than life personality. And, you know, for you guys to take a person like Matt and allow that personality and that persona and those messages to carry on through a foundation like this, it's amazing. And there are a lot of, there are a lot of amazing people in this world who pass away, but very few are able to see, very few are able to live beyond life itself. 
through something like this. And like, that's what we have here. That's what we're doing here. It's freaking amazing. You guys are amazing too. I'm really sorry for your loss, but I'm actually thrilled about what you're doing in Matt's name. So um, let me just turn it back to each of you one more time uh, to give some parting thoughts. I'll start with Brian because the rest of you are looking like all worn out here. So I'll start. So I. Oh, good, good. Go ahead. I'll start. No, I just think that like this foundation and like his legacy, it's just, you know, it's terrible. It's horrible. Like I miss my husband. I miss the father of my kids. I miss, he was, you know, amazing friend, family, son, brother, but you know, this legacy that he gave to me to live on keeps me going every single day. I work in the school. I work on the court that his name is on. I see his kids. I see his volleyball players and they just... They, they give me life every day as much as my kids, his kids give me life every day. So if this, if it wasn't for him, I don't know what I would do. So I just, I, I live on every day because of him and he's, a, he's amazing soul. Love that. So go ahead, Chris, any, uh, any final thoughts? I, I mean, I'm going to kind of echo what Jen said. Um, Matt was a brother to me. He was, he was my best friend. And I will say that there's been a lot of inspirational people in my life and there's nobody that will ever hold a torch to what Matt, how he inspired me and the people around me. And he brought me to as bad as his tragic loss was. Um, he brought me to people like this, who I can feel good about doing something um, that spreads a message that meant so much to my very, very dear friend and continue his legacy. And, and it's, it's become my life's mission really to um to keep that going and i know he's watching us and he's he's happy with what we're doing and um you know i'm I'm proud to say that i i think we are we we all want to make him proud every day and i I hope we do that i'm glad Um, i'm glad glad you chose this as a life mission this is a good mission well he's he was a special person and he's he he is a special person and not was he is a special person and he always will be and i miss him dearly and um I thank him for the opportunity to be able to do, to get, to get to do what we do every day. Great. Brian, any last thoughts? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, I am so glad that Matt came into my life. Um, and it was through my kids. Uh, the fact that he's had influence over my kids, both on the volleyball court and in life, I consider myself a very lucky man because you could only hope the best for your own kids uh, and when you see how um, the types of people that have influence on them and continue to have influence on them, uh, it's just something I am so very grateful for. Uh, and I'm also inspired by him. I, I don't just write the stuff down on the website. I literally live it every day. And it's something that he taught me. I, I always say he made a choice to be happy at one of the worst times of his life. He made a decision. And, you know, I think a lot of times people just fall into traps. And I learned that. That's something I learned from him. And, and I, you know, I have my bad days, but um, I always go back to, he's right. Today's a great day because I got to be here. I got to do something, even if it wasn't the best thing that day. Uh, and, and I'll always be forever grateful for, for what he's meant to my family and, and to me. And so I, I'll carry this message out to the day I die. 
Well, I want to thank the three of you because, frankly, this is the best hour I've spent this week <laughs> by a mile. Just this week? The week's only half over. <laughs> we got to do better. It's only this week. We got to go on, for one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, uh, I... It's rare. It's I'm usually a pretty talkative guy, and you really rendered me speechless. Um, listen, uh, thank you all so very much for being with me. I'm going to put all the information about Desi Strong in in the description to this podcast. I'm going to encourage people to go out there and get some Desi Strong apparel. I'm going to give away free Meet Mediocrity T-shirts to anyone who buys some Desi Strong apparel from this podcast. Um, thank you again, and I really appreciate it. And Thank you, Matt, for being such an inspiration to all of us. Thanks, Mitch, for having us on. We, we really appreciate it. Thank you, Mitch. All right, see you guys. Well, there you have it. I don't even know how to describe the feelings I was feeling during that podcast. I was feeling emotional. I think all four of us were, were on the verge of tears at certain points in that conversation. We were on a Zoom call, the, the four of us, and you could see like... <laughs> Who's going to speak now? Because one of one was getting choked up while the other one was getting ready to speak. Um, but that was really because of the impact that Matt DiStefano had on so many people. And, you know, the impact that he had on the people I was speaking with. And frankly, the things that, that they were talking about impacted me. So very powerful conversation. And a couple of things that Matthew DiStefano talked about or used as his sayings when he was around and when he was alive and what the sayings that people carry on um, in his memory are really interesting and really memorable. So strong mind, strong body. You know, I talk about the mind-body connection all the time and how you have to have a strong mind-body connection to to be well. Clearly, Matthew believed it and exemplified that. The other thing we get to, how powerful is that? It's not, what it does to, what it means to me is that you, we are in control of how we live our lives. We don't have to go to work. We don't have to work hard. We don't have to go to the gym and train. We get to. And we get to because we're alive and we're walking the earth. And we get to because we choose to. And we get to make every day the best day it can possibly be. And if you remember that, it can be life-changing. It can make you feel in control. It can make your life feel more meaningful. It's a simple saying, but it's a powerful one. And so what I would suggest is do, it, do us all a favor. Go to the desistrong.org website, buy yourself a t-shirt or a hat or a sweatshirt or a piece of apparel. It, the money is, goes to a great cause. I bought two t-shirts and one of the t-shirts says we get to or hashtag we get to on the back. And I look at it every day and think about the messages that you know Matthew Desi DiStefano left us left so many people that he touched and impacted, and really admire the life that he lived and the impact that he had and the lessons that he taught the people around him. And frankly, I only met him once, but the conversations I I just had and the conversations that I've had with people who know him, 
they're going to impact me for a long time as well. So with that, let me wrap this up by saying thank you all for listening to the Meet Mediocrity podcast. Thank you also for checking out my YouTube channel. We're getting a lot of a lot more, well, let's, a lot is relative. We're getting a lot more video views than I expected, so I'm really excited about that. We're getting new subscribers to our newsletter every week. People are going on to the website, meetmediocrity.com, and subscribing. And everyone is just being very supportive, and I really appreciate it. I love the feedback. I'm glad you're enjoying. And with that, I ask that you all continue to stay safe be healthy, keep smiling, and be well. That's a wrap. Take care, everyone.